Hi everyone and welcome. Um, my name's Natalie. I am Kate and you're now listening to the Wellbeing Chat podcast. Today we're going to have a chat about self-care. Yes, it is a very trending topic at the moment. With everyone being stuck at home, this is probably a good time to chat about this. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, something that most people have experience with, for sure. But I think the nature of the kind of um, the pandemic at the moment, it's more important than ever for us to be able to look after ourselves. And I think actually, um, even though a lot of us maybe um, have a few self-care practices in place, I don't think we're often the best at prioritising our self-care needs, um, putting boundaries in place around protecting them. And ultimately, if your cup's not full, then you can't often be there and then help support everyone around you, really. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited about this episode. So for a start, what is self-care to you, Natalie, and what does it look like in your world? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually, because I I was my own worst, um, almost um, my own kind of worst critic with this for a little while, in that I was one of those people that thought I had a very good self-care routine. But actually, when I thought Mm -hmm. about whether I was actually relaxing during that time I often wasn't completely switching off so I might have had my phone for example uh, on the side so if someone messaged or um, a client messaged me or something I'd maybe interrupt my you know bath or whatever to kind of get back Mm -hmm. to them and I think this is the point actually is it truly self-care because sometimes the boundaries in place around self-care around switching off are really what's important. So I've actually been um, every Sunday planning my self-care for the week recently, whereby I mm-hmm. actually book it in my diary and invite myself to it um, because that's the only way I will actually protect it. So every day I'll think about what do I fancy doing on that day um, and there'll actually be a good chunk of time, at least an hour every day, whereby can I can maybe just go on a walk, listen to a podcast, have a bath or, you know, do some yoga, for example. And I think the main thing I'd say with this is self-care doesn't look the same to everyone. So it's worth figuring out what self-care means and looks like to you to start with, because for some people, a run might be amazing self-care. For someone else, it might be sitting and, and having kind of a half an hour, 20 minutes of meditation. Um, I think connecting with what makes you feel good is the starting point with this really yeah absolutely and I love the points that you highlighted um because I used to struggle with the whole like self-care concept um because as I said as well it's a very trending topic and you can see it everywhere on like social media or like this is self-care when people do like a bubble bath and just getting really like fancy and I don't know it's not something that really attracts me so for a little while I was a bit confused on like what it should look like for me because I'm not a person who likes bubble bath at all. So that doesn't seem like anything recharging or relaxing to me. So I was like, what should I do? And I think it's very important that like everyone figures out what is self-care to them because it doesn't always have to be like a face mask or like, I don't know, some beauty tips. Like it works for some. And if that's you, that's like amazing. But I think like it could be literally anything. And I love the fact that you actually schedule it into your like everyday routine. Cause I think what people struggle with the most is like making time for things. And if it's like scheduled in, then you know that there's like a little time for yourself when it's just something like you can do something that makes you happy or feel like connected with yourself. Yeah. I'm- and I think, yeah, I think that's like 
the main point for people is find a connection with themselves and find what makes them the happiest and most relaxed. And I think it does take time. Um, so I would definitely recommend trying a few things. And I think that's something that like, it's nice to talk about with other people as well, because especially like if you're struggling to figure out what it is exactly, then Get listen to your ideas from your friends. Experience. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. about... Like with my clients, I try and be really like creative around brainstorming some really new ones. Because actually sometimes it's something like an activity that you thought, God, I didn't realize that that was self-care for me. So like a lot of people got into new habits like knitting and sewing through lockdown. And actually that's a really good self-care routine. It's anything that kind of just makes you feel like you're still, like you're having some stillness and you're switching off your mind. That doesn't have to be kind of that whole kind of bubble bath concept is the issue isn't it what if someone wants to go and expend some energy and go for some sprints or go for a run that's absolutely a version of self-care so I think it's getting it's looking at actually how do I increase my energy levels and a lot of that is maybe even calling a friend for for a catch-up on the phone that's a really good self-care activity if you know that you need um, to support or connect with others to get energy it's knowing kind of what drains your energy and then what kind of revitalizes your energy really yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it could literally change with circumstances as well. Because like, for example, you might be really stressed out and you just don't feel like forcing yourself to meditation, which would normally be your go-to for self-care. And you just feel like, you know what, I just need a glass of wine. And I think that's like absolutely fine too, because sometimes that's all you need and you just need to be yeah. a bit flexible around, absolutely. you know, what helps you in the moment. Absolutely. I really like what you've said there about almost having a toolkit of like, three or four things that you do for your self-care but on a Friday compared to a Sunday you might need a different thing so it's not having mm. just one thing that you do because on that day you might need something different so I always say to people if you just check in on the day and say what do I feel like I need today you'll get the answer through asking yourself that question yeah absolutely and I feel like you know there might be something that always works for you and you feel stressed out because you feel like you know giving yourself some quality time and then the method that you normally use let's say bubble bath actually doesn't do anything and you still feel like very frustrated or tired of life or just like very stressed out and it's not helping then you shouldn't force yourself to do something and I feel like especially um it's a bit like a complex topic to like mention here, but I feel like that's something I used to ignore. Um, so basically my periods would always shift my mood, obviously, which everyone can relate to who has periods. Yeah. Um, and it's something that like, I don't force myself to do things like in the different phases of my period, just because I know like, you know, whatever may help me to feel more relaxed and connected with my body when I'm on my period may not be the best option when I'm ovulating. So I think that's something like really nice for those listening with like periods, um, just to consider their like natural cycles and try to follow them. Like depending on their mood, it might be different what makes them feel like they're actually doing self-care right that's a really good point isn't it actually around like understanding yeah where you are in your cycle because actually if you're um mm -hmm. ovulating you might want to do something with a bit more energy because you know that you've got a bit more energy at that part of your cycle yeah and actually if you're on your period you might want to just relax and hibernate and that's completely fine so i think yeah. freedom to choose is kind of what it's all about really 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's nice to like figure out what helps you in what stage of your life or like circumstances and just have like, as you said, like a toolkit and just know what you need. Because as I said, and you mentioned as well, like probably when you're on your period, you might just want to like cuddle or just like, you know, do nothing and eat chocolate or watch a movie, do something more relaxing. And that's like self-care to you at that moment. But then when you all have like loads of energy and you feel very active and just very ready to like attack the day, then you'll probably be more likely to do some sort of exercise as sort like form of um, self-care. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so important, isn't it, that we... I think that the nature of, of our, us as human beings is we kind of make it really exhausting in that if we don't feel like doing our yoga class because we don't have energy, we then beat ourselves up about it. And it's about the fact that self-care shouldn't be another should. Like it should actually be quite freeing. So if, if your yeah. self-care feels like a should, there's something that's not quite right about the fact that that's, that's self-care. So you might be doing it because everyone else is doing it. For example, yeah. coming external validation of reasons outside yourself it's really checking in and asking your body in that moment, like, what does it need? And I always say to my clients, like, use the senses here, because I think we forget how much we have available to us through smell, mm -hmm. touch, sight, taste. It might be a chamomile tea. It might be a certain type of jumper that makes you feel cozy. You know, I feel like we don't realise how much is available to us if you think about it like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's really important to, like, talk about self-care as well is that it's not selfish because I feel like there's still a, like misunderstanding around this topic that people feel that it's something selfish, especially if um, I see this most often happening to like moms, if they yeah. want some like alone time and just like spend some quality time on like improving themselves or just like, you know, relaxing. And then they are labeled as, selfish and they don't always there for their baby or children and I think it's really sad that we don't give that freedom yeah to, I like think. moms in this instance that I, I don't think it's selfish and whoever needs to hear this like you know you need to put yourself first in this sense that if you don't take care of yourself then you cannot take care of other people yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what we are getting there now of like releasing the guilt around that. And I think mm -hmm. it's always thing that comes up for me is the fact that actually, if you have someone maybe that kind of needs to speak to you because they're having a hard time, and actually, you've programmed your self care and you say no, I'm really sorry, I can't speak tonight because I have yoga or whatever, mm -hmm. or I don't have the energy, it gives them permission to put themselves first. Yeah. And I think we don't realize by pushing back on people with regards to self-care you're giving them permission to give themselves some self-care as well which is a massive ripple effect if you think about it yeah absolutely saying no is part of self-care because you need to set your boundaries and you can't always let people to steal that time from you yeah absolutely so it's a really really nice topic and I think you know my biggest top tip would be schedule it in like I always say to my clients like remember that you're making a new habit here and we've done a lot of conversations about habits and yeah. habits don't happen overnight. Habits take time. And initially, habits need structure. So I always say for someone that might say to me, yeah, I might have a bath once a week. I might say, OK, well, I need you to tell me exactly what day and what time you're having a bath and you need to send me an invite in your diary. Mm -hmm. Because if we say, oh, sometime on Sunday, you'll get to 10 o'clock at night and you wouldn't have done it. 
So the accountability around this of saying to your partner, please make sure I go out for a walk every day. Yeah. Really helps us shift behavior. And this is about positive change, not just saying that we're going to do it, actually acting on it. Yeah, I love that that you like. I think it's really, um, it's a really good tip to give to people is to make like sort of like an accountability partner who like checks on them if they actually done it. As you said, like, you know, you can, your partner can check on you if you've like gone on a walk or done your bit yeah. to like take care of yourself. I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, well, it's been a really big part. Everything I preach is a lot of the time is my own learning of the fact that I was saying I would do it, but I wasn't acting on it. And for me, the difference was was having someone in my corner saying, how did that go for you? How many times did you get out and have a walk this week? You know, that's that's going to be the stimulus for change, really. Yeah. So I'd love to hear how you guys get on. And I've actually launched through the community um, a self-love club as well. I think you've seen that yeah, as I well. So every every month we have an event. Uh, last month it was a mindful movement session, and next month it's a pamper evening. Um, the month after it's a vision board kind of uh, workshop whereby we're going to create some vision boards. So every month itself love is the theme but we're running kind of a monthly workshop so anyone that feels like they need some accountability in this area um definitely let us know because we're there to kind of support and why i wanted to offer this is because the fact that i think self-care is something we all struggle with yeah absolutely and what is your like first go-to when you say self-care what is your go-to For me, water, <laughs> sounds a bit weird, is a big part of my self-care. Yeah. So for me, having a bath mm-hmm. or having a shower is is really important. There's something about feeling refreshed and almost washing away the day. Yeah. So like having a bath and creating a ritual about a bath is, is just that just works for me it's something about the temperature feeling cozy the putting my dressing gown on after that is just my go-to but it's not to say on certain days especially in the summer I don't feel like that so I almost have two or three things essential oils are a big part of that I'll kind of like have a few different essential oils have one in the diffuser mm-hmm. um, music's a big one as well that can shift my mood so I've got two or three things and I kind of try and ask myself in the moment like what do I feel like I need I need today movement and yoga is a big part of that as well but sometimes that can create more pressure on myself so sometimes I don't always fancy a class sometimes you might not book into a class you might just say I'm going to do 20 minutes of yoga on my own that might be a better negotiation for yourself yeah I love the flexibility around it what about you I say my biggest go-to is definitely what I try to like have a routine of as well is my morning like little ritual because I do a bit of reading I do a bit of meditation and then well I recently started learning Spanish as well so that's part of like my morning routine now but it's just like taking off those boxes and making oh and um, I do like affirmations and a gratitude list and like just doing these every single day and getting up earlier than anybody else in the house and just I know that that's the time for myself and it's quiet no one's going to talk to me that's the best part Mm -hmm. of the day sometimes and I think that's like very important for me to have that time to myself yeah I love that I love that and I definitely don't feel this that's the same for me because I really struggle with mornings Mm -hmm. but again this is working levels so for you your self-care 
is really, really prevalent in the morning. Whereas for me, a lot of my self-care happens pre-bed, my pre-bed routine. So again, it's working with your energy levels, not against them here. Because there's no point trying to make yourself do something when you don't have the energy as well, because you'll be working against yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just follow what you need. Yeah, exactly. So no, we'll be sharing um, when we pop pop this out next Sunday, we'll share some top tips with it alongside mm-hmm. it just to support you guys further. But yeah, the main thing is scheduling it, getting clear about what that looks like for you, giving yourself permission and then learning to say no. They're the big the big four, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a, it's a kind of a topic that's so close to both of our hearts, isn't it? I yeah, think, absolutely Kate. love it. And hopefully everyone could find a little something to take away and use in their personal development. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope to have you back soon for our next episode. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait how you, you know, to hear how you get on with your own self-care routines as well. So definitely, if you listen to the podcast, tag us both in on Instagram and let us know what has really worked for you, because sharing that with others will be really powerful. Um, Until then, make sure you take care of yourself physically and mentally. And we can't wait to see you guys again next week. Bye Bye for now.